What's up, interpreters? Hello, everyone. My name is Lucian Meadows. I'm delighted to be with you today. I am the managing editor of NAI's Legacy Magazine, new in the role, and I come to this role with experience with NAI serving on the National Conference Committee, editing experience, interpretive experience, and I'm delighted to talk about all of that with you today. What is up, Lucian? What is up, interpreters? I am Paul Caputo, your co-host. With me as always, Song Stott. Hello, what's up, interpreters? I am Song, always with Paul. I am your NAI Events and Engagement Manager. Lucian, what is up? It is so nice to have you on this podcast. Thank you so much, Song and Paul. Thanks for inviting me onto this podcast. I'm excited about the series and delighted to be a guest. Well, so this is episode two of the What's Up Interpreters podcast. And Lucian, you were the sort of an obvious person to talk to because you've taken over the role of editor of Legacy Magazine. So we want to get to know you a little bit. I'm a little bit, you know, this is this is a little bit sort of uh, heart-wrenching for me here. I was the editor of Legacy Magazine for almost two decades. And so we just very recently had the first issue of the magazine come out with someone else's picture rather than mine in that editor's column. So I'll just I'll just start with that. We're going to get into sort of who you are and 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 you know your role with NAI and interpretation. But I, I'll just ask you, you know, what's what what are you, what are your goals? What are your visions? What are you thinking about Legacy Magazine, NAI's premier periodical, as the managing editor? Well, it is such an honor to be in that role. It's very strange to see my mug up front in the magazine instead of yours, Paul, which I've enjoyed reading ever since I became an NAI member in 2015. Every issue, I was fascinated by the scope of the articles, the range of the voices that you featured the themes as well. And I'm excited to continue all of your great work along with the associate editors moving forward with Legacy Magazine. We just released our first issue on interpreting identity with me in this position. And I've learned so much from the team and from you, Paul, and NAI's great graphic designer, Emily. We are now deep in work with interpreting and inspiring hope. We have so many interesting themes coming up this year, which you, Paul, and the editors have already created. We have truth and building bridges and more up ahead. And I'm excited to feature even more emerging interpreters, even more voices, from underrepresented communities and sites and regions of NAI's membership. I'm interested in seeing the different genres and tones folks can write in as well and encouraging all NAI members to share their stories. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of NAI members and stories, Lucian, you have been a longtime NAI member. What is your story? Tell me some background. I mean, I know I see your name flying across some emails and and you were a uh, conference chair in Denver uh, 2019, I believe. But how did you get your start in interpretation? Thanks to Legacy Magazine, actually. I was just a couple months living in Colorado 
after coming here from Illinois in graduate school, working at a museum, and I saw an issue of Legacy on a coworker's desk. It was about interpreting indigenous identities and being someone of mixed Cherokee and white descent. I couldn't help but pick that up, read it cover to cover, learned about interpretation, started talking to others in the museum about interpretation, and lo and behold, the national headquarters of NAI was right next door to this museum. So at first opportunity, I signed up for my CIG training and passed that in early 2016 and have grown within NAI, grateful to be part of the DEI and JEDI initiatives and communities. Delighted to be on the national conference team as conference committee chair in 2019 and so grateful, vibrant community that NAI has and now in this role with legacy. I just continue to be amazed at the opportunities you all offer for members, both current and prospective. I know that serving as the editor of Legacy Magazine is incredibly lucrative, uh, both in terms of fame and financial wealth. But what do you do outside of uh, serving as the managing editor for, for Legacy Magazine? What, 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 what roles do you play professionally? I firmly believe you should do things out of love, not for the paycheck. <laughs> that, that has served me well as a writer and editor, because whether I'm writing poems or editing, it's not exactly the most high paying position in the world. <laughs> but Lucian, what was your, what was your most interesting interpretive job? I currently serve and have for the last several years as a volunteer ranger assistant with the city of Fort Collins and Larimer County here in Northern Colorado. So every week, usually multiple times a week, I go out on patrol on various front range properties, interacting with visitors, being a friendly face, reminding folks about keeping their dogs on the leash and all that being another set of eyes for the rangers out there. And there have been some fascinating encounters, whether folks new to Colorado who have very different ideas of what a moderate hike at altitude might entail to folks who have been in Colorado for decades upon decades and have taught me the names of plants and of birds. A few weeks ago, I was talking with one gentleman who was a bird watcher. He had these magnificent binoculars and he mentioned that he had seen almost 40 species of birds that day. And I thought to myself, wow, I, I think I've only identified five. So there's always so much to learn. I know that uh, one of the things when you, when you submitted your name for consideration for editor of Legacy, obviously you have the interpretation background, you have background with uh, NAI in specific, and we'll talk about that 2019 conference in a, in a few moments. But one of the things that that I noticed right off the bat was that you have editorial experience with other magazines, uh, in particular here in Colorado. What are the 
what are the other publications that you you work with and how does that inform your work with uh, with legacy i really enjoy the editing position getting to be on both sides of the publication table with contributors mentoring and encouraging them in their writing as well as mentoring the editorial teams to bring the work into production and print i've loved working on the editorial teams of denver quarterly a national literary magazine housed at the university of denver where i've been for the last five years and risen from a first stage reader up to managing editor as well also my work with the hopper as a poetry editor this is a environmental literary magazine and such a unique team and set of experiences that they bring to the table as well and other journals and magazines as well from assisting executive directors of nonprofits with all of their external media and presentations to in-house critical and creative journals at universities and community groups. I bring all of that to legacy, but I also bring such a desire to always be learning, to know, I think as any interpreter would, who is our audience? What are they looking to learn and to be inspired by and how can we best reach them? And so this has been a tremendous opportunity to return to many back issues of legacy, as well as talk with the editorial team and you, Paul, about how best to shape and move forward with the magazine. Lucian, if I were an, an, either a new interpreter or somebody who has maybe thought about um, submitting an article for legacy, um, but hasn't quite done it yet, what what tips would you give to somebody who is is a new uh, who's looking to submit an article for Legacy Magazine? Oh, that's a wonderful question. I would encourage them, no matter what their career level is, to reach out, send me a note at legacy at interpretnet.com and let's start talking about your ideas. Take a look at our list of themes that we have on NAI's website and see what sparks your interest. What experiences have you had that you find yourself talking with other interpreters about? They might be experiences the NAI community would love to learn about and to learn from. So we get a range of folks in every issue from interpretive elders and experts to very early career interpreters and all voices are welcome. And the team is dedicated to working with writers to help learn your vision for your article and if possible, help that come into print. So Lucian, I, I wanna, I'm gonna go in the, the way back machine here. When I first started with NAI as our graphic designer in February of 2002, Legacy Magazine was not organized by topics or, or themes. It was collections of articles, professional development resources, sort of nuts and bolts, how-to type things. We moved into, I would say, topic-based issues, uh, you know, where the feature articles essentially were largely organized around a basic idea, interpreting fire, interpreting cemeteries, interpreting rivers, that sort of thing, sort of topic-based. 
maybe about a full decade after that, we got into issues that were arranged around larger themes, larger ideas, interpreting death, interpreting love, uh, controversial topics, that sort of thing. And that, I think, really helped inform the, the nature of the magazine, the conversations that were going on in the magazine, the types of articles that were contributed. You're taking over Legacy Magazine right now at a time where the organization is really focused heavily on issues of justice, equity, diversity, accessibility, inclusion. And so it, it gives a, a more of a perspective, I think, to these themes as the, as the magazine moves forward. Uh, you, in, in the bio that you provided to us, uh, you described yourself as a queer man of mixed Cherokee descent. And you focused heavily on your, on your involvement with JEDI issues, the JEDI acronym, Justice, Equity, Diversity, Accessibility, Inclusion. How do you see that informing the direction of the magazine going forward in this sort of new era? I, I kind of see it as like the like the fourth era of Legacy Magazine, right? Like nuts and bolts, topic-based, theme-based, and now this, this larger sort of Jedi focus. I love how last year, Paul, you and the editorial team organized all of the legacy issues, I believe, around the Jedi acronym and the articles that came forward were so inspiring. I'd encourage folks, if you haven't yet, to drop into that member area and take a look at these 2022 issues. That provides, I feel, a crucial foundation for everything that is to come with the magazine. I feel like Jedi is at the forefront of my mind always. How are we being an inclusive magazine? How could we be even more inclusive? How could we be even more accessible? And that ties into some exciting developments up ahead as far as virtual legacy magazine. For me, I'm always looking and I'm grateful that the editorial team is also alert to who are the contributors for this issue. Do we have a range of voices as far as geography? Where are the sites that are being discussed? What kinds of interpretation are being discussed? Do we have interpreters in cultural, in historical, in natural environments? I'm looking to continue and deepen the work as far as getting even more voices that are not always heard or not as often heard as they need to be. The team has already brought some ideas for 2024 magazine themes or topics up ahead, ways to focus on communities that might not be getting as much visibility in interpretation as they could and with Legacy Magazine going to and available to every NAI member, what a fantastic opportunity to amplify those voices and perspectives that I think we can all learn from. Which, and you bring me to uh, an additional point about the accessibility of Legacy Magazine. I heard that we're going online. Is that true? What are we doing? Tell me, tell me the process for that and, and how you hope um, it will really expand our reach. 
Legacy is going all online, and I am so thrilled and excited about that. This is a tremendous effort that was already well underway and happening when I joined the Legacy team. So it's a really exciting time to be here later this year. You will see the first issue of Legacy Online. And I'm thrilled with that for so many reasons. Environmental, lowered impact, lower costs, and also what a great way to help contributors and readers interact even more in the articles. We've had contributors share links that they want to reference in their articles. And at this stage, well, links are a bit unwieldy in a print magazine or in a PDF, but in Legacy Online, you can just click on a hyperlinked word and continue the conversation. I can't wait to see how this might change and expand the kind of articles and voices and dialogues Legacy fosters. So Emily McCowan, our designer, our visual branding specialist here with NAI, who has been working closely with Lucian on the, on the look of the magazine. Emily has been researching platforms for the virtual magazine. And one of the opportunities it affords us is to use video. And so we can have, you know, authors introduce their articles with video, right? Like, so, so there's so many sort of cool things that that's going to give us the opportunity to do. And so I'm, I am excited to see where you all take that, you know, as a designer in my previous life, right? Like I, I used to sort of resist the idea of going online and, and, you know, I thought it would make it harder to, to read, to access, but I think it's different now. I think that this is how people consume media and uh, and this this platform that we're going to have is going to just expand our opportunities, you know, so much. Lucian, as far as um, moving legacy to an online format, you just mentioned all of these additional um, positives, you know, with the hyperlinks. And uh, I would I want to say that that goes for our advertisers. If you would like to advertise in Legacy Magazine please contact Heather Manier. She will totally help you. Um, we've got lots of ad space available. And again, really easy call to action for you if you are advertising with those clicks, takes you to a website. So just contact Heather if you are interested in advertising in Legacy Magazine. Lucian, before we let you go, I need to ask you uh, a question. You were the chair of the, the conference committee in 2019 when we were in, in Denver. and there was more conversation around the theme of that conference than of any other conference I've ever been involved with. And I think that's like, I don't know, I've been with NAI for like 57 years now. So it's a lot of conferences. The theme of that conference was get a mile high on interpretation. Some people maintain that that was a wink and an, it was never formally acknowledged whether that was a wink and a nod to Colorado being one of the first two states, people always forget Washington, but Washington and Colorado became the first two states to legalize marijuana at the same time. It, it stirred the pot a little bit, right? It pushed the envelope. There were some organizations who said, you know, this might make it harder for us to attend. That committee was very intent on, we, you know, we we would like this to be the theme and and we feel strongly about it. What happened completely coincidentally, this was completely by accident, and our, our events manager at the time was sort of horrified to learn, the early registration fee for that conference was $420. 
totally coincidentally. But I'm curious to know your perspective all these years later as the conference chair, sort of what was the thinking that when, you know, that, that caused the committee to feel so strongly about that being the, the theme and, you know, what the, what value you thought that brought to a, a conference to push the envelope a little bit with something a little bit cheeky like that? I'm so glad you asked this, Paul. <laughs> when we met in person, this was, of course, pre-pandemic. For our big conversation, we had booked a room for three hours to talk and decide on a conference theme. We had markers and whiteboards and snacks. We were ready and we sat down and within five minutes, one of our committee members said, that theme, what about get a mile high on interpretation? And instantly the entire committee was, yes, this, this is our theme. We had wanted something that could be a theme only for this conference in this space with this community. And in Denver, the mile high city, which also is that a nod to the altitude, which is literally one mile above sea level, or a nod to the legalization of marijuana or both, it felt like the ideal fit. And it was cheeky, as you said, it was a bit pushing of the boundary, but we appreciated how also NAI was really encouraging more growth and activity with younger interpreters, with interpreters from a range of backgrounds and educational levels and skill experiences. And what a great way we felt to offer the organization to offer the national conference as a friendly space, as a welcoming space where maybe some preconceptions would be shook up. Maybe some assumptions might get pushed. Maybe interpretation would be broader or more expansive or more daring and exciting than some of us might've predicted. I was honored to see how the committee really took to the theme. And I really appreciated how NAI, despite some organizations pushback, had conversations with the board and with leadership and agreed to stand by the committee. And what a wonderful conference it was, thanks to that committee and thanks to that atmosphere set by the theme to get high on interpretation. It's like one of my favorite poets, Charles Baudelaire, French poet, urges folks to get drunk, but on poetry, on reading. It's that same kind of, you think one thing, but then it turns out to be another, but doesn't that first part lure you in and spark your interest, maybe like a good interpretive program could? Well, thank you, Lucian, so much. I'm kind of bummed that I wasn't the uh, event planner, event manager for that <laughs> conference with you as chair. I mean, daring is my middle name. Um, I just, I love everything that you've been talking about, uh, your your work with Legacy Magazine, um, just this, you know, outside of the box, really interesting, um, more inclusive thinking. Um, Hopefully it gets more people, more interpreters, uh, young and old, um, interested 
in joining NAI and really finding that just additional passion and community, like you mentioned before, with other interpreters. So thank you, Lucian, so much for coming on our podcast. And this is the time where we get to say our closing tagline. You ready, Paul? Yeah, count us in, Song. Regulation one, two, three. Interpreter, hey, interpreters, that's, that's what's up. up. <laughs> All right, we're going to get better at this with time, but uh, yeah. All right, see you in, what, next week, two weeks? What are we doing, Paul? We'll see you in a couple of weeks for the next episode of What's Up, Interpreters.